Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape, part of the summer mega mix. Every week this summer, we are doing a covers mix to combine to make one giant mix. And you have to say it like that. Well, I, right. Dramatic is good. Yeah. Dramatic is good. And here to be dramatic with me is Jill Lewis. And we are talking about grunge covers. And she has picked a lot of good ones. We are talking about covers. And every week we've been sort of dissecting, you know, why bands do covers. I think what's interesting and when we think about grunge is all of these bands were so introspective and sad. I mean, it was a, <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit darker, more introspective movement than, you know, say pop punk. Yeah. So when they choose covers, it's always interesting to see what they pick. Yes. Well, and I mean, Kurt Cobain is probably one of the saddest people ever. Sure. Sure. So, and when they did unplugged, I mean, that was what, five months before the end. Right. We are going to start the Grunge Covers mixtape with two songs from Nirvana because they did a surprising number of covers. Just about the entire thing was covers, I think. Now, Nirvana, when they first started, were more punk mm -hmm. and became a little bit dirgier as we go on, as, as you move from like all the way into In Utero and, and albums like that, but very sonically different than Bleach. Oh, yeah. Like, when they first started, because there was Love Buzz. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that was a great cover, too. Yes. They did Baba O'Reilly. Who hasn't? Well, everyone. Green Day's covered Baba O'Reilly. Yeah, Pearl Jam I mean, does a great cover Pearl of Baba O'Reilly. Yep. I mean, there's everyone's covered Baba O'Reilly. But they did a lot of harder covers early on in their career. And then you get to Unplugged, and it's The Man Who Sold the World. There's a big difference from the beginning of their career to the end of the career and the style of covers that Nirvana was doing. So the two covers that you picked are... Are the Man Who Sold the World and Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Yes, Lead Belly, yeah. So why did you pick these two? Those two were my favorites from Unplugged just because they were so sad, I yeah. guess. They show a tenderness in Kurt's voice. Mm -hmm. And he's such a good screamer. Yeah. But, I mean, when he's singing especially on this unplugged performance they they show such a, such an interesting range in his voice and so much emotion and frankly like big ups to Dave Grohl he plays the hell out of this you know how i feel about dave grohl <laughs> I'd have that man's babies. I'm just saying. I love him. I think he already has a candidate for that. However. And three children already. It's fine. Never say never. Mm, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the man who sold the world. This is Nirvana on the Grunge Covers playlist on 90.3 KRNU. <laughs> Yeah, we 
KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. We are rocking grunge covers in this week of covers. And joining me is Jill Lewis, who is my my partner in grunge this week. Let me some grunge. In that we were people who were alive when this was popular. Yeah, we were. It's not just a target trend currently for us. No, we were. We are 90s children. This is a lifestyle choice. (laughs) Flannel is a lifestyle choice. Um, yes. You know, for Halloween a couple years ago uh, in the office, they're like, let's dress up for Halloween. And I'm like, I'm going to go grunge for Halloween. And everybody just didn't think I was wearing a costume. So 
I guess I still wear those clothes. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. So we just heard Nirvana. Where did you sleep last night? A lead belly cover. And we are doing all grunge covers. Um, a couple of bands. We were just not able to find the covers that we wanted to play because a lot of times bands will just play covers during live shows mm -hmm. and not put them on albums, which makes them a little more difficult to find for something like this. I think maybe it's time to move on to some Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, they did such a fan. Okay, this cover is so energetic and one of my favorites ever, actually, covering uh, Dancing Days, Led Zeppelin, because first of all, I love Led Zeppelin anyway, but SCP's cover of Dancing Days is such a fun cover. I love this song. Stone Temple Pilots is one of my favorite bands from this era. And even though they don't have that Seattle connection that many of the grunge bands have, not all, but many, um, they did come out at that same time and really get lumped in with a lot of these bands in terms of sound. But Scott Weiland was just notably a more energetic dude. Oh, yeah. He was a lot more fun to watch. He was all over the place. Uh, he was very much the Jim Morrison of this of this scene. That is fair. The Axl Rose of this scene. <laughs> That's He's a fair comparison. slithery, wily, would probably punch you in the face guy <laughs> of this scene. All fair comparisons, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do Stone Temple Pilots. This is Dancing Days, originally a Led Zeppelin song on 90.3 KRNU. Got my flower, I got my power, I got a 
90.3 KRNU Pearl Jam, Rockin' in the Free World. One of my favorite Neil Young songs. I love that cover so much, Jill. Well, you know, just for you. (laughs) Well, okay, so we're doing grunge covers, and I love that you picked Rockin' in the Free World instead of Last Kiss. You're welcome. Thank you. Pearl Jam um, does a lot of covers. Again, Baba O'Reilly, they they cover a ton of stuff. But Rockin' in the Free World is one of my favorites because it wasn't just a cover they did. It was a song that they performed frequently with Neil Young. Mm -hmm. They um, put out Mirrorball and Merkinball, the Pearl Jam and Neil Young albums that came out around a similar time. They worked together quite a bit, and they performed Rockin' in the Free World a lot together, which is kind of fun. What's awesome with Pearl Jam is that, you know, for all of their shows, they put out albums. They, mm-hmm. they release all of their shows on CD. You can buy their shows after after their performances. And, and they do covers every single show. I thought about choosing a cover from when they performed here. Yeah. But, I mean, really, Rockin' in the Free World is just classic cover. It's a classic Jim. song. It's a classic cover. I would have loved to see Scott Weiland and Robert Plant doing dancing That days. would have been a mess. <laughs> that, just, that would have just been a mess. No, no, no. What do you think makes covers such an attractive thing to people? Why do people love to listen to covers? I think they just like to hear a different version of songs that they love. I mean, some, some people want... I'll use Avenged Sevenfold as an example because uh, I know that they had some fans mad at them for a song that they did a cover of because they did an exact replication of mm. a song that they covered. And like, you didn't do anything different. And some people choose when they do covers to do the song in a completely different way. It's, you know, you're paying homage to that artist. And I think that that's why people love covers so much. It's just a different way to hear a song. And you're right. They can be very polarizing. Mm-hmm. But people love to hear songs that they already know. Yeah. And covers are so popular at a live performance because it's a way to kind of keep the audience engaged when you're playing a lot of new material. You can throw in a cover. It gets light. You can do a big sing-along and you can get a little bit more mileage out of the material that was either deeper on your album or newer. Um, Just by throwing a cover in there, people all of a sudden are like running in from other rooms trying to scream it with you. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, I know this song. (laughs) For some reason, I've just always loved covers and and hearing, you know, somebody that's your favorite band do something from another one of your favorite bands. It's just, they're fun to hear. This next one is from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which we need to have a conversation here because some people might say that the Chili Peppers are not grunge. True, yeah. For a purist, sonically and geographically, they are not part of the grunge movement. Correct. However, for this conversation, I will still lump them in <laughs> because I love them. They they did quite a few covers too. I mean, mm-hmm. they did Love Roller Coaster. They did Brandy by Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, all excellent covers. So I don't care. And isn't that kind of the point? Like we can have these arguments in good faith about like, what is this thing and what isn't this thing? Right. But unless you're willing to draw just a super hard line, I think all of this stuff is malleable depending on the conversation you're trying to put it in. Oh, yeah. And the conversation we're trying to put it in is um, listening to Higher Ground. (laughs) Because it's a great cover. It's a great cover. It's so fun. It's just a fun song to dance around to and... And I don't know if you know this, Jill. I think you do. Um, But when you're doing a playlist of grunge music, it can get a little sad. It can. It can get a little dark. Hence Nirvana, yeah. And sometimes you just need Flea slapping to bass (laughs) coming on in on some Stevie Wonder. I'm in. And then that weird part where Anthony Kiedis is like, I'm just kind of like. In every song? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. (laughs) That was not specific to any. Yeah, that's every song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's do the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of Higher Ground, originally Stevie Wonder. This is the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, the Melvins. Oh, the Melvins, Jill. The Melvins. Do you love the Melvins? I'll be honest, most of the Melvins I know is because of Nirvana. The Melvins are from Seattle or just outside of Seattle. They're from Mm -hmm. Washington as well. But they were formed in the early 80s. So definite precursor. And I think bands like the Melvins and Tad and even Mudhoney came a little earlier too. But especially the Melvins and Tad are just in these conversations about what are the precursors to grunge? Yeah, yeah. Green River, Mother Love Bone, Mm -hmm. all of those bands are important. If you want to get Nirvana, you've got to have the Melvins. Oh, they were definitely the precursors. I mean, if you read anything about Kurt Cobain and any interviews that he did very early on, he talked a lot about the Melvins and and Tad and Mudhoney and all of those bands and how they were influences on them. And that's why Nirvana covered the Melvins a ton early on in their career. And the Melvins are so punk rock. They're just a great option for a Nirvana cover. Mm-hmm. So I kind of love that. The cover we just heard was Attitude originally by the Kinks. And the Melvins put out a lot of cover songs and all over the place. They did David Bowie. You would expect that a lot of these bands do David Bowie, but yep. they also did the jam. They did a bunch of kind of more poppy bands, even disco covers. Nice. They cover Kiss all the time. Well, who does? They have a really good cover of Detroit Rock City, but uh, Spotify didn't have it. So oh, Spotify. We, uh, we went with Attitude by the Kinks, but it's a pretty good jam anyway. Since we're talking about those kind of precursor bands, let's talk about Mud Honey. Yes, shall we? <laughs> Mud Honey was formed in Seattle in 1988 following the demise of Green River. So again, Green River leading Green into River Mud Honey. Yep, yep. And then Mud Honey walking right into Black Sheep and pretty much the best scene in that movie. Oh my God, I love Black it so Sheep. much. Oh, it's great. Yeah, Touch Me, I'm Sick. Uh, people know Suck You Dry. The Mud Honey cover we are going to hear is from Black Flag, and it's a super, super short, super fast one because you know. Punk band. Punk band. All short songs. Covering punk bands. Short songs. Short songs. This is Mud Honey. It's Fix Me on 90.3 KRNU. KRNU. Surprisingly, many of the grunge covers that we wanted to play are not available on Spotify. Thanks, Spotify. Looking at you, Alice in Chains and Spotify. I know. Well, here's the thing. The the Alice in Chains one that I picked was from, uh, well, it was from their glam rock days. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be the problem. Do you think Spotify just doesn't like glam rock? They're against glam rock. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what happened. Now we know. Okay. We did scrounge up the Alice in Chains version of Suffragette City, one of my favorite David Bowie songs. Why this one? Alice in Chains has done a lot of covers. Yes. So Alice Probably Chains, Baba O'Reilly. Um, yes, they did. <laughs> they actually did cover Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, yes. So Alice in Chains, my all-time favorite band. Uh, and early, early on in their career, they were still a glam rock band. They did the whole like makeup, big poofy hair, yes. the whole situation. Uh, and they covered uh, Suffragette City. And I can't even remember where I found this. I might have even found it on eBay <laughs> when I was doing my cover show. It's just such a fun, like you can tell that Lane is having so much fun with this song. And just screaming the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's the best part. Exactly. Like, it's so much fun in the David, in the original version, in the original David Bowie version, and then just hearing Lane scream it in the song. Like, when I did my cover show, every single time I played it, I was in the studio screaming that part. So let's do that one. Suffragette City. It's Alice in Chains covering David Bowie on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU. Jill Lewis is with me. We are talking about grunge covers on this summer covers mega mix. In our text conversations, you added on to this grunge covers playlist, the Deftones. Yes. I mean, okay. Deftones, not, not really grunge. Mm -hmm. They're more the next era. However, this cover was just too good. (laughs) So I included it anyway. Uh, because they covered No Ordinary Love by Sade. Sade. It's just too good. No Ordinary Love is a beautiful song. Yes. And the thing about the Deftones that I would argue to anyone who maybe has a qualm with them being on a grunge covers mixtape is, what is the Deftones? Well, and there's that question too, honestly. I mean, because I could make the case that they belong on every mixtape or no mixtapes. I mean, they are a rock band. Yep. But they're not like a new metal band. Not really. But they were around at that same time. Yeah. And they have a lot of ethereal elements, but they're not full prog. Right, yeah. They, I mean, they're a little bit of everything. So the Deftones actually formed in 88. Wikipedia is going to categorize them as an alternative metal band. Okay. Okay, then this counts. Then it counts. It feels so much better now. 88. I mean, they're not from Seattle, but, you know, whatever. Neither mm-hmm. Stone Temple Pilots. Or, or the Chili Peppers. You know what? I don't like this grunge police business. No. We're not going to do it. No, we're not. The first, like, Deftones album I fully fell in love with was Around the Fur because that had my own summer. And then White Pony. White Pony was the huge album where they Ugh. really blew up. The Deftones covered No Ordinary Love by Sade. I don't know what it is about this cover. It's just, it's a sexy song. It is a sexy song. Her version, the Deftones version. Something about the way she Chino Marino just like whispers everything. Kind of sexy. <laughs> it is kind of sexy on a kind of sexy song. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> Here's the Deftones. It is No Ordinary Love originally by Sade on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Say that 
is what they would call him if it was a Saturday morning cartoon, but it definitely should not be. No, I thought that was very Scooby-Doo of you. <laughs> it was. It was a little oh, Scooby-Doo yeah. of me. <laughs> Jill Lewis, tell me why you chose the Smashing Pumpkins cover of Landslide. Uh, it was probably my favorite Smashing Pumpkins cover. Um, so Smashing Pumpkins used to put out imports of all of their singles, and I was obsessed with all of those. And they had covers on every single one, and Landslide was by far my favorite. Of course, Billy Corgan, super mopey, and so a lot of the covers were all mopey covers, but Landslide, uh, originally, of course, Fleetwood Mac, uh, my favorite mm-hmm. of all of them. So, And it's been covered a lot of times, mm-hmm. but just like Chino Marino, Billy Corgan does a very... I mean, a very convincing and very evocative whisper. A whisper. We like an evocative whisper. We love an evocative whisper mm-hmm. from uh, Mr. Corgan. And we also love like a good, despite all my rage, Billy Corgan scream fest. Right. He can scream, but he can also like be just kind of sweet mm-hmm. with his landslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. It's not my favorite Fleetwood Mac song. I'm glad he didn't mm-hmm. like cover Go Your Own Way or something. That would have been a weird... Could you imagine Billy <laughs> Corgan... Doing go your own way. Loving you. No, I cannot. I kind of want to hear it now. Now that you, like now that you say that, I kind of want to hear Billy Corgan's nasal <laughs> on go your own way. Jill, who is the program director at B1073 and also lived through all of these amazing grunge times mm, with yeah. me. You used to do a show that was all covers. Yes, I did. Yeah. I just love covers. I love people paying respects to other artists' songs, and I just made an entire show out of it. So, How many times have you been turned on to an original artist by way of cover? Oh, many times. Yeah. Many times. I mean, there are artists that I found because of that cover show that I did. Well, and like I said, even like with Nirvana and the Melvins, I really didn't know that much about the Melvins until Nirvana mm-hmm. because I was such a huge Nirvana fan because I was such a huge grunge kid. 
but it was because of Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam that I was a grunge kid, not necessarily because of the Melvins that I was a grunge kid. I've, I definitely have found a lot of artists that way, or even like A Perfect Circle did really, really cool covers that I found the original artists through them too, or even Brandy, The Looking Glass cover that Red Hot Chili Peppers did. I had never, ever heard Brandy um, before until the Chili Peppers covered it. So many times. Yeah. And then you heard it on Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and then, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy really, really brought it forward for a lot of people, I feel. You're like, um, I've known Brandy since the Chili Peppers covered it, so. Yep. Thank you, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Ma'am, thanks for coming in. You betcha. All right, so we'll have a new covers and mixtape for you next week to add to our mega mix. Thanks for listening. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio Clash on Pirate Satellite. Orbiting your living room, catching in the Bill of Rights. Human.